0: Hey there, if you're yearning for more order, joy and precious moments of peace and you want to be fully present with your little ones, I've got something special just for you. It's a free time audit tool that can be your first step towards reclaiming your time and finding that balance. Doing a time audit is key to unlocking a life filled with precious moments to be cherished. By using this tool, You will be able to reclaim control. You will gain a sense of control over your daily routines, allowing you to focus on what truly matters, like spending quality time with your children. You will rediscover joy. The time audit tool will help you identify time-wasting habits and replace them with activities that bring you joy and fulfillment you'll also unearth peace. By managing your time more efficiently, you will experience a newfound sense of peace, reducing stress and chaos in your daily lives. You will also be more present with the ability to allocate your time mindfully. You'll be more fully present with your children, creating lasting memories during this precious phase of your kids' lives. In short, this time audit is the first step towards a life where you are in control, filled with joy, and able to savor the fleeting moments with your little ones. Don't miss out on this opportunity to transform your daily life into one that's truly meaningful and fulfilling. Grab your free time audit now and make the change you've been yearning for. Simply click on the link to the show notes where you are listening to this podcast, or head over to TanyaValentineCoaching.com, That's T A N Y A V A L E N T I N E coaching.com to access your free time audit today. Hey friend, my name is Tanya Valentine and I'm a mom of three, registered nurse turned certified life coach and entrepreneur. And I'm so excited to welcome you to the Momentum Podcast, a weekly podcast where we bypass the small talk and get right into the real struggles moms face every day, from bedtime battles to feeling like no matter what we do, it's never enough. Think of this as your mom support group in the form of a podcast. Each week, we introduce new ways of thinking and actionable tools you can implement to bring more ease, peace, and joy in your home. Go from treading water to finding your flow in motherhood. Hello, and welcome to the Momentum Podcast, the show dedicated to inspiring, uplifting, and empowering women on their journey through motherhood. And today I have the honor and privilege of speaking with Carolyn Deck, the author of Above the Turbulence, Your Ticket Out of Pain to Purpose. Carolyn is also a devoted mother of five, who was born and raised in New Zealand, but has raised her family for the most part away from her home, which is something that I can definitely relate to. So Carolyn, welcome to the show and thank you so much for being here.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. It really is a privilege and um, yeah, I'm excited for our conversation.
0: Me, I am too. And first, I just want to talk about um, how we found each other. It was the title of my first podcast, right? Turning Pain into Pur- Purpose yes. that caught your eye as yes. it's part of the title of your book. Yes, And I really do feel like it, I was thinking about this and I don't think that it was a coincidence. Like I really do believe, well, I don't really believe in coincidences anyway, but <laughs> I just feel like it was just meant to be that our paths would cross at this point in time. Because like I was listening to one of the podcasts that you were on, and I heard you say that you've been writing this book for six years, right? Yes. Which is wow. Like, let mm. me just bow down to you because that is determination. <laughs> um, but yeah, and just but you just launched it, and I ne- I'm just launching my podcast, and I'm just like so grateful, really, to have met you, and I just feel like you're such a blessing and a role model, and I have so much to learn from you, and I know our listeners today, they're going to be blessed with the wisdom that you have to share. And um, so then you reached out and we connected and I immediately fell in love with you. Uh And I just want to say, like, I just, I feel so comfortable talking with you and you just have this way about you. You're just so warm and welcoming and everything that you say, I'm like hanging on to your every word. Mm -hmm. And I just you're the type of person that I could just sit and listen to for hours. First of all, there's your accent that is just so endearing, (laughs) but it's also like your gift with words and the stories you tell and how you explain these concepts uh, in a way that makes me like stop and think. And it makes it easier to understand. Like for me, I'm, I would consider myself a religious person. Like I was raised Catholic, but to be honest, um, like I haven't, I have not gone to church in years. I, I mean, I'd have, um, a few years ago, like right before I had a life threatening miscarriage, I started reading the Bible again, but for me, it's really difficult to understand the Bible and you just like quote these verses. Like I, you just, <laughs> it is so impressive to me. And then just the way that you, un, like that you explain it it's just really, it makes it easy for me to, and I would assume others to understand something that's so um, can
1: be so, I guess, difficult to understand. Sure. I guess the the difference for me is that my faith is based on a relationship, not a religion. Mm. That's a fundamental mindset change and reframe. When you reframe it and understand that god's heart for us it, it it just is mind blowing he loves us whereas in religion well the philosophies of man all of them and they're all dead there's nothing living about it and this is what when i challenged god over my trials and and questioned and asked jesus like he is truly my friend it's like, it's just a mind shift and walking with him as a friend rather than a religion. That's why it's so, so incredible. Um, And then I was just reading this morning, you know, as I As I thought about hope, and I was posting something about hope and the Christmas season, and and I'm sitting, I'm very fortunate to look out the window, looking out over Lake Michigan, and here comes the sun, just peeping above the the horizon. And there's only a little bit of sun coming up, and then all of a sudden there were these rays. And I'm like, wow. And to me, that was rays of hope. And then I'm like, spell rays, R-A-I-S-E, son s o n jesus came to earth because he loved us so much he was raised up on a cross he died but he was raised up again to life and that's the difference between having a religion and having a relationship and 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 when i was thinking about this christmas isn't easy for everybody and i was led to this passage in matthew 26 38 and this is jesus speaking my soul, oh. My soul is so overwhelmed with sorrow to the part of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Is that not just precious? This is this is what I so love about him as the man. He can relate to my every trial. He has experienced grief beyond what I would ever imagine or experience, and he even knew that his friends that he had gathered didn't have enough stamina to even stay awake with him in his most sorrowful time of his life, and his friends weren't there for him. But you know what? In this story, I know 24-7 he's there for me, and mm-hmm. that's the difference. That's a game changer, let me tell you. mm mm-hmm. Mm, so precious
0: yeah oh i love it and i i want you to talk about because we haven't even really gotten into can you tell the listeners more about yourself and just introduce your history and what led you to writing this amazing book above the turbulence
1: your ticket out of pain to purpose well um yes i grew up in new zealand i've got an amazing big sister debbie um, and she, you know, she's three years older than me, and you know, she was always caring for me and looking out for me. Um, and and my my story started with love in my family, but then sadly, as it so happens in the world today, love walked in one door and out the other. And as I reflected in writing my book, I looked back and instead of asking why, like there's some really challenging. Hurtful moments, and I do write about them. Um, and instead of asking why did this happen and why me and why this or that, I ask now. I rephrase this and rethink and requestion what was happening back then that I didn't know about. What have I carried with me in my life that I believed that actually is not true how do we spell believe b-e-l-i-e-v-e sometimes we're carrying these beliefs with us in our life that actually have hidden lies that really aren't true and and so when i started asking the question about what what was happening to dad What was the reason possibly for him not wanting to be my dad and being responsible? What was happening to Mum with her drinking and her alcoholism and what, what drove them apart? So that's what happened. My turbulence as a child. um, And then my dear big sister rescued me out of that family scenario. And I lived with her for a year. And then, um, I was given an opportunity to um, apply for an American Field Scholarship. And frankly, in my head, I'm not good enough. I don't have the smarts for this. I just went, you know what? You know what? I've been given a chance here. I'm going for it. And guess what? I got it. (laughs) And I found myself in Kansas. I lived there for a year with the most adorable family. And I write about them. Oh, my goodness. Uh, You know, they just... God was so precious. He put me into a family where they they talked and they acted and they acted out what love looked like. The love that I missed, I guess, through this dysfunction and turbulence of my own family. And I was just like, wow. So this is what love looks like in action and in words. So Fast forward, I go back to New Zealand. Um, I become a travel agent and hence the subtitle of my book, Your Ticket Out of Pain to Purpose. Um, And as you you know from reading a little bit of it, um, I write it as a travel agent, uh, as if you're coming to my office and you're looking at journeying somewhere. Uh, But I just use that really um, for journeying life and what what do we need to prepare for our journey? What do we need to pack with us? You know, what do we need to leave behind? What are the perils of this travel experience? What are some of the destinations we're going to end up on? etc., uh, etc.? Et what modes of travel are we going to take? But it's all really little tiny stories. And they are, they're like, Four pages, five pages long, with a bunch of questions for you at the end, for you to examine and go, hmm, what can I learn or take out of this? I love that, by
0: the way. I love yeah. your, the questions at the end of every yeah. chapter. Yeah. And you
1: know, you know what? Speaking of what's, <laughs> um, I can't take credit for that. Many years ago, when I was raising my five kids in Australia, and honestly, I was pulling my hair out and just <laughs> how on earth am I going to be doing this? My husband travels so much. You know, they're all very sporty. We love our sport. How can I possibly do, you know, that? I said, okay, kids, you can only choose two sports now. I know you want to do five, but you can only choose two because I just can't possibly run you around all these places. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> I just can't do it. And then this lady, she's South African, came up to me and she goes, Carolyn, I watch you and, you know, I'd love to be friends, but you're always on the go. You, you never sit still. And I said, well, Lily, if you try running five kids around the place. This is... By yourself
0: with yeah, no family around to help. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and yeah, because I'm in a foreign country. I, at this point, I didn't really know anybody. I didn't really have too many friends. And she said, you know, I have something that you may want to really consider. And it's a Bible study. And truthfully, I mean, are you kidding? I haven't got time for this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I really don't have time for this. And she yeah. she just kept persisting over 12 months. She chased me down. And then finally I went, "Okay, okay. Okay. I'll come along to your Bible study." And really that's when things changed. Because what I chose to do, and I talk about this a lot in my book, just I'll stop and pause there we all have choices people we all have choices even when choices have been made for us and even when those choices have us in such disarray and dysfunction and turbulence we still have a choice because you yes. know why we need to respond to what's happening and there's our choice yes mm-hmm. so at that time in my life I decided well you know, this is chaos. And if it's half of what she says, the study will do for me. I'm going to give it at least a try. And so I drag my two year old son along with me. (laughs) I then I'd throw him in this, this little group. and, And honestly, oh my gosh, I am so glad I chose to to just crack open my heart uh, just a little bit to just get a little taste of what this Bible stuff was all about. And what I discovered was just it really was life changing. And oh, yeah, it, it just I'm like, I I actually can't live without it now. And that's what I discovered that for me, if I could just get up half an hour before all the kids started racing around screaming or you know <laughs> in the morning, mm-hmm. If I could just do that, that became my power source,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I talk about that. That when we travel, you know, we need our adapters. We need our our uh, those adapters to plug into the source of that new country because it doesn't. Their plug doesn't look like ours when you Ooh, go somewhere yeah. else. That right?
0: was so clever, yes. <laughs> when you and said adapters, I was like,
1: "Oh, now I know what you're talking about." Yes, the yeah, plugs, <laughs> the plug adapter. Yeah, and then I realized that his his power, his omniscience, his which is his his all knowing, all power. Um. When I tapped into that, he knew what was going to happen in my day. He knew the trials I was going to have before I even had them, mm-hmm. but I had. I had sourced up or power sourced up with the truth of what he had for me that day, who I was, I was good enough. He sees me, he knows what's happening. He's capable of helping me. I'm just like, oh boy, I can't go out the door without you. So that's what I started to do. I started to factor him into my life. And honestly, I've never looked back and it's never been so powerful.
0: Yeah, it's so nice to have that. Because no matter what happens in your life, no matter like all of the tangible things, the material things, mm-hmm. they can just be
1: gone in an instant. But you absolutely. Yeah. Right? you left with? And that was part of my process. Like, who am I? Am I the wife of a general manager? Am I the mother of oh, five? Am I yeah. the person that lives at this address? This is my postcode. Oh, well, that's me. You know, yeah. look at me sort of thing am I how I appear but you strip all that down and then what are you what do you have you know these are these what questions yeah and that's when I realized what I was I was intentionally made I was thought of even before the world began this is what Jesus tells us I am so greatly loved that God looked at the world and thought you know what I need to come as a person so they can relate to me so I'm going to send my son Jesus and then hopefully they'll relate to me hopefully they'll see him but what happened to him he was rejected to the point of death mm, nice. it was sad. so any time i feel Rejected, overlooked. I'm picking up nappies or I'm cleaning this or I'm doing the grocery shopping again. And then, oh my gosh, five beds, oh, six. How many beds am I making now? You know, <laughs> all of this. It's like I'm just exhausted. But when I realized that I am his child, he came for me. He wants to help me. He has unlimited resources for me. He's available 24 seven and he has a purpose for me. And mm-hmm. I realized wow that was transformative it really really was and then I could speak into and start showing my kids what that looked like not a religion but my friend Jesus that I would take and pray to and and then my my son would say well mommy you know he's two now he's speaking and he's been there for a year he goes I stayed on by the way (laughs) I was going to try it for two months and then it got me. He got me. He goes, well, mommy, I want a Bible. Oh, <laughs> I want to read what you're reading. Yeah. Cause
0: that's what happens, right? They see that's how they learn is.
1: They mirror us. Yeah. And the one I was worrying quite frankly was horrendous. Oh, I didn't have that fruit of the spirit, you know, which God talks about what is the fruit of his spirit his spirit that lives in me was, you know, love, patience, kindness, peace, joy, um, gentleness. All these things. I'm like, huh? I don't even know if I possess any of those. I'm this grumpy, tired, cranky mother oh. that's screaming, give her the cup. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you know, oh. Hurry up, get your school bag. Where's your lunch now? You know. I can believe. <laughs> I was not marrying a very nice person actually in all honesty and it was just this okay take away the performance be still just know that I love you despite all of that and I'm going to be your friend I'm going to carry you through this when you need carrying and when you need me to lead, I lead. And when you want me to walk beside you holding your hand, I'll be there. When you need a push in the back to say, come on, keep going, take that step, I'll do that too, you know. And, and actually when you need a bit of a, mm, that wasn't very nice, I think yeah. you need to be honest to your kids and apologize and say sorry. Ooh, Is yeah. ouch. Okay, yeah. so now I'm starting to mirror this amazing friend of mine jesus who who has all of that it, it was oh wow <laughs> i'm still learning i'm still not of course good at it. <laughs> we, we we all are and
0: yes like the our kids especially when they're young young they just they have so much to teach us I from, know, right? you talk about in your book this generational trauma and I was listening to you too um you were being interviewed on some other podcasts uh and I just thought yeah like this is a lesson that I have to learn from my kids um like you talked about uh your relationship with your half brother and maybe do you want to can you do you want to speak to that a little bit because I just want like when you spoke about that and like how you I think you said you went well you're going to talk about it but um how you went yeah. I think to your pastor and he had reminded you um that God had given you grace and uh, yes. can you pass that grace along to your half brother just like God had given grace to you yes. um, but it had like when you talked about generational trauma it just it inspired me to like there's a relationship that I need to mend in my life right now and I do plan on doing it, Um, but it inspired me. And like, I can't wait to see like what will come out of that. And if you inspired one person, me, like how many other people are you
1: going to inspire to do that? Uh, Speaking about it today. Again, getting back to the very beginning, this relationship, God is all about relationship right as opposed to religion i'll say that again he wants he chases us down because he loves us that much i love that song actually there's no mountain he won't climb up no no wall he won't knock down to get to us and so when i saw this big picture of his hunger and desire to have relationship with me it breaks his heart he's in such sorrow when we aren't in relationship or good relationship with our loved ones and with each other and that relationship I guess it hurt so much to be honest and because we were such good friends dad remarried somebody my sister's age and had children all over again so actually this half brother was actually more the age of my children my actually was younger than my sister's first child got that
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah your nephew, so, yeah
1: yes so the relationship started with my husband and I and my brother more like Mum and dad, like we loved having him around. He'd go play with Brendan, and you know, it was just a really beautiful relationship. And then, sadly, when dad died, um, things broke down because there was an issue over inheritance, over money. Yeah. Oh, and I, I go into some. Sub- Three chapters, I think, really about this, but and and one was on the destinations, and I found myself on a deserted island, broken hearted. Um, and then another destination I I talk about later in my book is pastures green, that God that's Psalm twenty three, that He leads us beside still waters and into these beautiful pastures of green. And that's that's what I longed for. I wanted that relationship mended. But because of my pride, frankly, and my stubbornness and my own hurt, it took seven years. And when I look back as to what I believe to be true, there was that lie hiding in the middle. And it wasn't true. I wrote a whole A4 page of every reason why I didn't need him as my brother anymore. And I wrote down all these excuses. And honestly, when I read them back, I'm like, that's pathetic. (laughs) You know, they really were. That was me in my pain, in my hurt. And I couldn't see past that. And it took seven years And it took a lot of counseling, a lot of people speaking truth into my life. And then what really got me was when I was doing my Bible study and it was Joshua. And finally, the book of Joshua, finally, after the Israelites had done 40 years going around the desert, God is now finally leading them into the promised land. And they were to get their inheritance. What was my biff with my brother and him with me? and my sister, I've got a half-sister too, was dad's inheritance. Hmm. I'm like, Interesting. You've led me to this place at such a time as this to unpack what I believe. And do you know the number seven? You know what that means? It means completeness.
0: Oh, I did not know that.
1: Oh, look. So where does
0: the number seven come in? Number seven. Oh, seven years,
1: right? Seven years or oh, okay. seven days he took to, now a day is like a thousand years. So we can't say that God took one day and he created this and that, but it, that's what it talks about in Genesis in the beginning. On the seventh day, he rested. On the seventh year, he brought me round full circle and I came back and I visited him and there I rested back into the unity of our relationship. Oh my gosh. And had I not done that, had I not Sort of circumcised my heart, burnt off those horrible lies that I was believing about him and about me and my dad. I would never have got into Pasture's green, and I, when I met him, I met his beautiful wife, and then I met his three most beautiful children, and I realized, oh boy, I would have prevented all of that because of. pride by selfishness and hashtag me it's all about me look what you've done to me you know all these things and that's when I understood what grace looked like and I'm just so grateful because these little kids they'd look up at me and they go auntie because I am their auntie yeah I dismissed in my head he was my brother that was a lie I had Auntie, why do you sound funny? So here I am from New Zealand, now living in Australia for 15 years. You sound funny. I love kids. They just speak the truth, right?
0: Right? Oh my God. Oh,
1: I'm like, oh, do you think I sound funny? Yes, you sound funny. I'm like, okay. Well, you know, you live in New Zealand and I used to, but now I live on this big island called Australia. And I think I've taken on how they sound. And that's why I sound funny. Yeah. And they, they go,
0: oh, okay. And off he went. And the thing about kids, too, God, they're so forgiving. Yes, exactly. Like, that's been something that I've learned from my kids. Like I, remember, I think it, it must have been like the first time I ever like snapped on my daughter. I was just so my mind was just so blown at how easy it was for her to forgive me. And Mm. just like, forget about it. Yes. Like, when, when do we lose that? Like, (sighs) you know, I feel like my generational trauma is, and I've come a long way, but resentment and that comes, I think from everybody, but where I got that from, I know is my father. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I don't, but God, resentment is so debilitating
1: it is yeah it steals our joy
0: yes and our peace Mm -hmm, absolutely
1: pastor Rick Warren I love listening to him and there's another tip for moms we have this monologue right and 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 then we we're so cruel to ourselves actually yes we're just yeah. so mean. and so I talk about that too. You know, as a tra- as a travel agent, I, I I talk it like this in this term that we have these all these thoughts and emotions and everything swirling around, and then and then they land in our heads, and that's where your resentment comes from because it goes from your head to your heart, and that's mm-hmm. really debilitating. And so I say it's like being an air traffic controller. We have choices. And we can send that crap away. We really can. Mm -hmm. We can dismiss that if we're intentional, if we stop, if we pause and we go, hang on a minute, I'm not listening to that anymore. No, like, yes, go somewhere else, go away. And so when you're getting rid of the rubbish in your head, right, taking the rubbish out, don't leave it in there. It starts to stink. Get rid of it, take it Mm -hmm. out, get rid of that. But then what do you do? You've got to fill it with something yes what do you feel oh. it so that's where i talk about when you travel you need your good playlist you need good headphones and my playlist and my what i choose to listen to also is hugely empowering i listen to daily hope pastor rick warren every day daily hope i need that every day i listen to dr jeremiah turning point we need turning points in our life where we we make these choices, intentional choices. I fill my head every day listening to them, their podcasts, what they have to teach. But then every day I just sit and pause, even if it's only five minutes. Yes, even five minutes. And I, because sometimes that's all we have, I, mm-hmm. I will open my Bible along with my study because I don't understand it. To your point earlier, it's so confusing. Oh, my gosh. It is. Is, is there hypocrisy here? Why don't you say that? Then there's that. There's not, but we have limited understanding. We don't, yeah. don't understand what, what is happening here. And that's why Jesus talked in parables. And that's actually, again, why I wrote my book like I did. They're tiny little stories just to give you a snippet of a nugget for life. Mm. And yeah. so for me, that's what I was trying to do here but it's come through the practice of what I've done for myself studying his word feeding myself with that each morning because we are body mind and soul everyone forgets about that bit we do have a soul and it needs nourishing and feeding and if you junk food Junk in, junk out. You know, yes, put the good stuff in and the good will come out.
0: I so agree with
1: that. Like, step away from the news, the social media. Yeah, control, be the controller of your mind. Only you, only you. There's very few things we can control in life, but that is one and it is so powerful. And I say on the back of my book that how we respond is key, not only to what's happening today but it actually determines our destiny that's scary yeah,
0: it does it does yeah that our life is made up of all of the decisions that we make
1: yes yeah yeah but that's not to say we can't go back and revisit nope. and right, change right. Direction. so all is not lost no you know his, his as he says i just keep thinking of Bible verses because it's so encouraging for me, but his mercy start new again every day or even every moment. If we say, oh, Lord, yeah. help, sorry, help, sorry, help, sorry, help me again. You know, mm-hmm. we can live our entire day like that. And mm-hmm. the outcomes are exceedingly abundantly beyond what you would have ever dreamed, wished or hoped for, Ephesians 3, 21. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Mm.
0: And what's coming up for me too, is like, it's okay to make mistakes and asking for help. And don't be in the shame because like Brene Brown says, like shame hides. Yes. And if you're hiding in that shame, like you're never Mm going to be able to get over that. No. So you feel that
1: wound and move forward. Right. Right. I mean, you talked about wounds. Oh my gosh. I'm glad you did. I've got a chapter on that too. (laughs) Yes. Because I've had many, many surgeries, many, and I've had to relearn how to walk over and over again. And what I learned with the wound was I have a scar, not a scab. And a scar to me is victory. A scab is something that continues. To, you can pick at it yeah. and it continues to bleed. Um, I'll just read on page 12. I say this and, you know, it's, it was so encouraging to me. Um, Until we stop face and heal the wounds of our past, they will continue to bleed, leaving a stain on our lives. That is so beautiful. How did that come to you? I love that. Again, you know, I choose what I feed myself and I must've read that somewhere and really thought on on those words and just, I guess, rewrote that. But it made me realize that, you know, Jesus died, but he rose again with his scars, Mm. right? He could have been raised perfect because he's perfect, but those wounds, those scars that have healed, our wounds that have healed are now scars and to me, that's victory. I look at my scars all over my body and I go, wow, I can walk the lake, not just a block. Yeah. <laughs> they so victorious. Wow. So I used to look at them and hide them to your point. I thought they were ugly. I, I, I was just like, oh, they're ugly. No, they're not. They're beautiful.
0: Right. And that puts it and what's coming up for me too is vulnerability. Like if we try to be perfect, you can't mm-hmm. relate. How do you relate to anybody? You need to be vulnerable in order to relate.
1: Yes. And we're not, perfect. let's be honest. No, one's perfect. No. <laughs> no, no.
0: And and I love what, so my mentor, um, Brooke Castillo, she always says perfectionism is for scared people. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so true. Yes. And that's something that I've had to learn because, like, my whole life, I feel like I've been, like, this, trying to be, like, a perfectionist. I think we all struggle with it in some way because, like, we're all just, like, people, ple- well, not, you know, a lot of us people be honest. struggle with people-pleasing. Yes. And it's all just coming from a place of just wanting to. And I think but yeah. And just unrelated. wanting to tell people what they want to hear so that you can be loved and accepted. And not get kicked out of the tribe, right?
1: Right. Wow. Um, A a resource I don't know that I've told you about, amazing book, and it's called The Road Back to You. Oh, I've heard of it. I don't know if I heard
0: it from you or where I heard it, but no, I have heard of that book,
1: but I haven't read it yet. book. It's the Enneagram is what it's called. Oh, I just
0: recently started learning about the Enneagram
1: too. Yeah. Okay. I would... Um, you know, if you're trying to get rid of the junk in your head and and refill it with something powerful and useful, that book was so energizing for me. I had to read it like three times because I'm like, I'm not that I'm not that number, I'm not that number, I'm not and and what number are you? I'm an I'm an eight. (laughs) Um I'm the black and white person. I like the truth. I live by the truth. But the Lord said, Yeah, black, white, there is a color called gray. Yeah and i'm learning so what i love about the enneagram it's it's it goes in a circle round right one through nine and um what it does not only does it say okay i'm parts of an eight but i'm actually part of a two but i'm also the ugly part of a five yeah that's what i was gonna
0: say is i had trouble relating to just one
1: number i felt like i was like a little bit of everything you're not supposed to and and then some days you'll wing like for me i'll wing the nine because that's my next number and some parts of me will wing a seven and this is what's so beautiful because we aren't just a this a, Mm -hmm. a, a round thing sitting in a round hole no we're not depending upon what's happened our circumstance yes um our shape I talk about that our spiritual gift our heart what's in our heart our our passion our abilities our personality and our experiences that's what shapes us well that's what this number log is all about and yeah. i love that it embraces holistically parts of lots of numbers not just one because we aren't just one person we we have these layers and characteristics and experiences which shape us and move us forward or keep us stuck or actually dare I say it keep us in the past so I just would encourage you to look at that because that really helped me grow to acknowledge and accept yes what I have been where I want to go and like I said that I had to be circumcised of my ugliness of my heart when I reached back out to my brother. And that's what this Enneagram does. It highlights the truth of the ugliness that you can get rid of. So you're becoming slowly and surely into the best you. I love that. Yeah.
0: And that's what we all want. I feel like in this life is just to be the best version of ourselves. And it doesn't mean you have to Um, I talked about this in my podcast that aired today. Like, it doesn't mean you have to like build a business or go out and do like these like big things. It just means like be the best. You can be be the best mom that you can be. Go to your job. It doesn't matter where you are working, what you do, but like bring some integrity. Yes. You know, just like want to do the best that you can. Just don't just go and like do the minimal in order to get by (laughs) like don't like give it your best give it your all some days it's it's more difficult than others yes of course but sometimes you can't and you just don't yes that's okay too absolutely yeah give yourself forgiveness and grace yeah yes yeah totally Mm, awesome I so there are a couple more things that I want to go over too I do I want to oh I wanted to um talk about how you just, I have this highlighted in my book and I actually, uh, just recently sent this to a friend because I just thought it was so beautiful how you described, um, you went to go visit your mom, I think, and you were, uh, going on a hike and there recently was like a fire. Yes. Um, and the way that you described it, I just, I have to read this. Um, and I want you to speak on this a little bit more. Um, but you wrote, I considered the fire caused by a natural ph- phenomenon, lightning. Whilst destructive, scarring the land, it brought positive outcomes. When left in place, dead organic material affects smaller plants and organisms. It stunts growth. Isn't that so true for our lives? When we hang on to the past's dead organic material, our life is stunted. The fire of our lives makes us stronger like those burned trees they survived cleared of the undergrowth no longer competed no longer competing for light food and water they grow stronger Ugh,
1: that is so good <laughs> right yeah yes uh, so yes i was revis i was visiting my mom um that same visit actually was when I learned the meaning of my name, which was quite profound for me, given I didn't like my name. And each night, so my my mother remarried a lovely man, Cedric Armstrong, who sadly has since passed on. But I would go and visit with them and I'd have the guest room and and mum would turn the electric blanket on for me because because ordinarily I'd go in the winter. I don't know why, but anyways, and she was, I just went, oh, this is, I feel like I've got home, even though it wasn't my home, it was home for when I returned to New Zealand, and so um, they would sit and watch TV at night, and I'd go, you know what, I need to keep moving. I was lining up for my surgery for a hip replacement, and um, my physio or PT said you need to keep moving. You need to have the blood circulating, especially into that joint. You need to move. So, um, as much at times it pained me, um, I thought, no, I'm going to do this. So that's when I took myself on this hike up the up the hill, and I just the the images of a of a tree half burnt and the other half. Now flourishing and green, I kept walking, and then I would I'd see another tree that was totally burnt. There was nothing left, and then when I got closer and looked closer and deeper, there was a little nugget, like a little sprout, just popping up out of this mm. tree. And I'm like, wow! And as I walked deeper into this into this um, what was a sort of a forest bush area, the birds were coming back they were singing hmm. and I'm like oh wow and it reminded me of the verse of Romans 8:28 that God uses all things for good for those that love him and for his purpose and to bring glory to him and I'm just like wow there is such darkness and pain of my past he he wants burned he wants that rubble to be gotten rid of because it was stagnating me in in because it would pop up as a weed over here and another weed over there it would come out through resentment in my voice and my my actions and I hated it I really hated it and Mm -hmm. that's when i was like yes I need to burn off. I need to get rid of this. I want new life. I want new growth. I want to hear singing yeah. instead of the sorrow. So that was another process of my healing. Amazing. It was so beautiful. I love that God uses so many things to talk to us. Creation for one. I mean, yeah. man, we we think we're so clever, but really, how can you? How can you get the sun and the moon up? Yeah, (laughs) we we have no power. It it is he is the creator, and he created, and that's what he's wanting to do in my life. He wanted to create this newness of life for me, and to do a burn off of the past, but use it for good.
0: Yeah, I love that. Well, and I love yeah.
1: By the way. The burn off does hurt. Yeah. But so does going to the gym. When your muscles are weak, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> but guess what happens? You yeah. persist, you keep going. It it does actually get a bit easier, and then you get return on your money. You feel strong and you you have energy and life and life all of a sudden just seems so much better.
0: And what advice would you have for people? Who want to do this in your life in in their life revisit the trauma or revisit these you know dark moments in their life like what would your advice be for somebody to like do they need
1: would you speak to a therapist seek help absolutely how did you how did you deal with Um, it yeah so I also mentioned in my book be very careful and discerning who you speak to depending upon what is that you have because i know from my own experience that um you know sometimes i have spoken to people and all i want is to actually ha- have them confirm what i'm thinking right yeah. and my thinking was thinking <laughs> yeah so, um that isn't helpful you have to be really careful who you seek advice from um i suggested um that and I suggest that you actually look at the fruits of their life Mm. if you know them well what what does it look like when they struggle and when they come under fire and when they have issues you know what does that look like to them Mm. um I think I think that a really good thing is just to stop for a minute and pause sorry my dog's barking because I think my Just arrived to steal the car. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Hi, Harry. Um, <laughs> yes, um, doing life as a mum. Yeah. Um, Don't worry about it. <laughs> to be kind to ourselves, just stop and yeah. just, just stop, just stop. Actually, yeah. Journaling is a great thing to get it out of your head. Oh, yes. Just get it on yes. paper. That's what I did. You know, I wrote yes. it down and I'm like, that is so not true. Put a line right? through it. it um, because it takes you out of the, it puts you into like observer mode, right? Instead so of like, you know what? Another thing you could picture maybe is that when you're in that space, you imagine light shining onto the words of my book here, right? That you can see that I've got on my um, desk here. But what happens with the light? Behind the light, this image is now a shadow that is 15 times bigger than the reality of yes. highlighting. And so sadly, I think when we're in those dark places, we're existing in the shadow and we're believing the shadow. A shadow is a shadow. It doesn't exist. There's nothing no. there. So we need to stop and pause and come back into the light and focus on the truth of what is there that is true and dismiss those those lies hiding in the shadows to your point they hide don't they yeah
0: would you can't yeah you can't even see when they're stuck on a loop going around and around in your brain and no. you got to get it onto paper and make it more linear right and tangible
1: Intangible, yes you know it's i can't i can't grab a shadow but I can grab what's true, which, you know, whatever's true for you. You know, if I'm grabbing my book, I can grab that and and shine the light and your energy and your focus. When you've written that down, start putting lines through things that aren't true. And yeah. I said to my daughter once, you know, she had a, a very exhaustive job. And I said, Liv, you are stressed to the max and it's coming out in your skin. You're exhausted. Darling, this is what you need to do. Write down What you think your job is, write down (laughs) what you're in control of and let go of everything else. Because right, you're perceiving that you have to do this, 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 and this. But actually that's not your job. Mm. And the consequences of that don't fall under your role. So why are you carrying that, darling? let it go. That's, that's your boss's problem, not yours. You need to put all your energy into what you need to do, your job, your role, what's expected of you. Now that poses like the pastor did for me, asking more questions. So you could go back to your boss and say, I've been given this, now you've given me that. I'm working 16 hours a day. Really? Like yeah. reassess that with him. Is that an mm-hmm. expectation of this company that as an, an audit accountant I have to work 16 hours a day? Is that is that true? Yeah. Oh, no, it's not true. And it's not feasible and it, it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. So then you go back and you look at what have you been called to do, what's priority and focus on that. Let the rest go. Mm. I love because that. it's the rest that exhausts us, yeah, that saps us, that mm-hmm. actually has us. Focusing on the wrong things, Mm -hmm. distraction, Um, right? You know, or or, oh, look what they've got. Oh, I wish I could have that. Oh, if only I could have that. Comparison is an ugly thing to. Oh my gosh, ditch that! Yeah, please, (laughs) please. No,
0: it's like you think you're doing good, right? And you can feel so good about you know how you're living your life, and then look at how somebody else, like you had mentioned before, how. I love what you said. You made your kids just do like two activities at a time. And like, I'm the person, I'm like, they're doing one at a time. (laughs) Like, I can't. But then I'll compare myself to another mom who's like, oh, well, I've got my kid in soccer and then they have violin practice and there's this and that in theater. And I'm like, oh, I should be doing that. Mm -mm. Should I be doing that? It's like, no, that works for them and that's just fine. Like, let me just stay in my lane.
1: Yes absolutely and then sometimes quite honestly I learn with my kids they don't have time to be kids actually yes and say you know this semester or this term you know you can't always do that because they're committed and there's that's another conversation but if they've committed to a team they have to see the season but they need This time out, this burn off, like get rid of all this activity and just let me be a kid. (laughs) And you need, they need the
0: silence too. They need the space to be creative.
1: Yes. The
0: time and the space to be creative.
1: So if we're Um, as mums filling all this, because we see Lucy over here doing it, because now she has Johnny, Jack and Jim doing it. We're like, Oh God, we have to be like her. Yes.
0: Like we're thinking we're doing it wrong. Effect.
1: The ripple effect is just, ah, oh, exhaustion. It's too, much stress. it's
0: too much stress on me. And then my kids will feel it too.
1: Yes. Like absolutely. my daughter,
0: sometimes she'll fight with me. She doesn't want to go to gymnastics and I only have my kids in one. Th- I mean, there are a couple, well, my kids are really young. <laughs> my oldest is in kindergarten and then uh, my middle child, he's his first year of preschool. Um, but yeah, I only have them in one thing at a time, but even then they'll like fight me on it. Like they just want to be home.
1: Yes. Um, so,
0: um, I want to, so we are, oh, I could talk to you all day, but I want to make sure that we talk about, um, faces with names. Yes. So can you, um, tell us about that?
1: I'm just being honest. I just had to quickly message my son. I'm being a mom. Oh, he go, go ahead, me. go ahead. Yes, no, please. No, I'm me. just saying, it's all good. Okay, so I've done that. So that's why I was distracted. <laughs> just want to be honest. Okay. You're totally right. <laughs> so Faces with Names, yes. Um, the proceeds of my book are going to this incredible organization. And yes, along with me, everything seems to have a little story. And my backstory is that when I was a child of five, six, seven. I would buy books on Africa. I I had the seed planted in my heart. I love all things Africa. And I would sketch lion head and giraffe and elephant. And I would just transport myself and my thinking in my head. I'm in an Africa and all these wild animals. This is amazing. Well, fast forward, I'm a travel agent. And now I'm literally in the Serengeti. I am walking, trying to collect and find wood and sticks for our fire that night. And then out of nowhere, seemingly, this little face appeared. And then another little face. And then, like, wow, kids, like, wow, this is amazing. But we couldn't speak each other's language. But what we spoke was the language of being human. And they smiled, and I smiled, and I looked contrastly different to them. But we just embraced each other. We had fun. It was just like this wow moment. Fast forward another decade or so, now my daughter's in Malawi. She is building um, mud bricks for these orphaned kids through AIDS, a new home. She came home with these amazing photos of these little kids and it took me back. I'm like, oh, they're the little kids I saw. Oh my goodness, this is beautiful. Oh, I'm so glad you had that experience. And I was thinking, yeah, well, you know, maybe one day we could help. I don't know. Maybe I could go. I don't know. Anyway, keep going. Well, a decade or so later, now I'm writing my book. I have no idea what I'm doing. So I thought, right, I need to invest in myself. So there's another little nugget, invest in yourself. I went to a writer's conference to learn my trade. And I met Eric. And we were sitting around the fire at night. We were both exhausted. Well, everyone's exhausted. I said, okay, Eric, what's your story? What's your story? He goes, well, I adopted a little Chinese girl, um, and it's just been an incredible journey, but my wife and I have started a foundation, and here's the brochure. Can you see that? Mm -hmm. I looked at that, and I'm like, oh, they're those little faces I saw decades ago. I saw them again with my daughter. Oh, my gosh, now I see them again, but this time, it's a little face and her name is Mary. And it just nearly broke my heart. I, well, well, I jumped for joy actually, and that's when there was like an epiphany. I'm like, you know what? My book proceeds are going to them. they they I just want to be living hope for them. God has brought me full circle. and now this is my moment. this is I had this hole in my heart for these little kids and now I can actually do something about it. And so I was so excited. I said, Eric, you know what? I'm writing this book when it's published. I don't know how many books I'm going to sell, if any, but whatever I earn, I'm giving to you. That I so I, so beautiful. Be- I believe in your foundation, your mission. Our mission is to help orphans and widows move beyond a life of survival and thrive to fulfill their God-given purpose. Oh, my gosh. Mm, and so awesome. fast forward, I'm so excited in March next year I'm actually going on mission with Eric and some doctors and nurses and a few other mission people I've never been on mission before um and I'm actually going to meet you know the Marys of and Adisha and all these kids Caleb um yeah it's I'm just so grateful that this Has opened up for me. And this is what I'm talking about people (laughs) that when we say yes, when we respond, when we have Jesus as our friend, he takes us on these extraordinary paths. I mean, seven years ago, there's no way I thought I would be an author. There'd be no way I'd think I was on a podcast. There's no way I would have thought my words would have been influencing people in jail, let alone kids in Uganda. Yeah. It's, Truly amazing,
0: I love it.
1: It's so beautiful, it really is. I know it's all. It really, it really is. It's just when we say yes, and keep saying yes, and knowing who whose we are, we don't have to mm -hmm. perform for him. We don't have to wear these coats of perfectionism or or whatever. We just wear a coat of humility and just come again each day, going okay I messed up or yeah I've got a big day please can you help me
0: yeah asking for help oh. and he does mm-hmm. yeah ask and you shall receive
1: yes amen
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. oh, well Carolyn I'm gonna um put all of the information about faces with names I'm gonna put that in the show notes everybody listening please go to the show notes um, to learn more about it and how you can help and make impact. Um, and I just want to say, Carolyn, your insights and experiences, they're truly inspiring. As we come to the end of this conversation today, I feel deeply moved by the wisdom and your authenticity, uh, your journey from pain to purpose, your resilience and raising a family far from home and your dedication to healing. From your trauma, it's all incredibly impactful. Listeners, I hope you've gained as much from Carolyn's words as I have. The analogy of fire igniting new growth resonates profoundly, showing us that in life's challenges, there is potential for transformation and renewed purpose. Carolyn, your commitment to giving back through Faces with Names is so admirable It's heartwarming to see how your book's proceeds support such a meaningful cause, fostering hope and support for uh, children and mothers in need. Thank you, Carolyn, for your warmth, your stories, and the invaluable wisdom you've imparted today. To our listeners, I encourage you to connect with Carolyn and explore her book, Above the Turbulence, Your Ticket Out of Pain to Purpose. Uh, Carolyn, please share again with us um, how listeners can find you and your book.
1: Sure. So just type my name in a Google search. Um, Go on Amazon and either type the title title of the book or my name and it pops up. Um, I am active on Facebook and Instagram. Again, just my name. Um, I'm in the process oh yes in the process of recording my books I'm really excited about that so (laughs) (laughs) so um, I haven't got a deadline yet but um, or a date but it will be coming Uh, and yeah please I've got an email address there just email me or send me a a dm you know just I'm here I'm, I'm ready to help to encourage however i can so please reach out that is so nice oh now to wrap up on a lighter
0: note um i want to dive into our rapid fire round Uh-oh. it's a chance to peek into carolyn's day-to-day life are you ready yeah. for a bit of fun carolyn
1: okay absolutely <laughs> always up for a
0: challenge Awesome. <laughs> Okay, so recently I introduced this new segment to the show on all my interviews. Um, I'll ask you just five questions and you answer with what immediately comes to mind. It's just a fun way to get to know you a little better. So here it goes. Okay. First question, what self-care activity is something you absolutely prioritize and consider non-negotiable?
1: My time alone with the
0: Lord. Hmm. I love that. And you spoke on that earlier too. Um, And then number two, is there someone in your life whom you consider a role model and who inspires you?
1: Yes. um, I have many. Mm -hmm. I, I, I look at my dear sweet mother and the turbulence of her life and the brokenness of her life and what she has taught me on how not to live. And contrastly, I look at my dear sweet mother-in-law who's since passed and she was so gentle, so kind and and raised five children of her own a lot of the time, also on her own, and she was very inspiring as well. So both women, poles apart, but so giving of themselves.
0: Oh, that's so nice. Mm. Oh. And what's the best advice you've ever gotten?
1: Oh, best advice I've ever gotten. The words of Jesus. Come to me. Come to me.
0: And then what's the worst advice? This one people
1: always struggle with. The worst advice um uh, oh the worst advice yes I am struggling um that it's up to me that it's up to you yes that, that oh, it's that, bound upon oh, that a little that, bit I mean, the source is it's all up to me actually no it's not it's through my surrender to mm. him that I am okay. who I am it's not hashtag me there you go okay okay In summary, yeah. It's all about me. You can have it. It's you deserve it. Worst advice.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Surrender. Let go. I love it. And
0: then last thing, do you have a favorite quote or mantra that helps you get through hard things?
1: Yes. And it was the, it was the um, verse I used for my book, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I have, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. For good, not to harm, to give purpose and hope. Oh my
0: God, that's so crazy, Carolyn. I swear I just read that in my devotional this morning. Can you repeat that? (laughs)
1: That's (laughs) so weird. Jeremiah, verses 29, sorry, chapter 29, verse 11 for I know the plans I have for you says the Lord not to harm but for good to give purpose and hope Mm. now I've probably misquoted that which is
0: terrible. I love it doesn't even matter like that's just so be and it's just I swear that I read that this morning so I'm just trying to like really take that in yes Um, but awesome uh thank you so much that wraps up the show Thank you, Carolyn, for your time and sharing your wisdom with us today. To everyone listening, make sure you check out her book, Above the Turbulence, Your Ticket Out of Pain and Into Purpose, available on Amazon. And I will link it in the show notes. Um, And I'll catch you next week on another episode of the Momentum podcast. Until then, keep up the amazing work you are doing, moms. Goodbye for now.
1: Yes, you've got it, girls.
0: Life Coaching is all about empowering yourself, leveling up, and taking decisive action. It's about learning how to live a more conscious, intentional life, one with passion and purpose, being reminded that you are in the driver's seat of this thing called life. Yes, there are things that will happen that are out of your control, but allow me to remind you of the things that are in your control so you can find your way to peace through any storm. Have you ever felt that inner nudge, that restless feeling deep within, like there's more for you out there? I want you to know that it's your soul speaking to you, and I'm here to help you tune in and listen. I believe those whispers are your dreams, yearning to come to life. Let's work together to uncover that inner voice, decipher its message, and turn your dreams into reality. Ready to take that first step? Sign up for a free 30-minute coaching call with me. Let's embark on this transformative journey together. Your dreams are waiting, and I'm here to help you bring them to fruition click the link below or simply head to tanyavalentinecoaching.com. That's T-A-N-Y-A-V-A-L-E-N-T-I-N-E coaching.com and click work with me to sign up for your free 30 minute mini session today.